So I'll have one ad that is running at the top and it's entire job, you know, you've seen cyclists, you know, they bike in formation. There's a person in the front that breaks the wind. So the ad in the front, literally in marketing for me, it breaks the wind. It introduces brand new people that have never heard about your product or service for the first time to the concept. All right, guys, let's get started. So just briefly about the group. So we're going to basically, it's very simple. It's one of the things that I wish all the products that we build these days are the things that I wish I had when I was learning my stuff. A systematic way to exchange ideas in a small group. So basically what we do is that people who get into alliance, we put them into little groups. The calls are live, done on Zoom, so you get to interact with other people. People that are above you, we kind of mix. We're gonna experiment a little bit with how to mix it better, but we also change people in groups. So over time, you get to learn from different people and also contribute back to the group. That's really the best way to learn marketing. Before I give you a few more tips on how to improve the effectiveness of your marketing, let me ask if, answer a few questions. All right. so. Uh, how you advertise a potential news website without spending a lot. So news websites are especially, so news websites are, especially if there's a lot of text on them, uh, especially if you pick the headline right. And if there's authority on the domain on Facebook, you can, you get really good low CPCs. I mean, the algorithm is changing a little bit, but even if you have a non-news product, like an actual product, one way to, pro- to promote it is to actually write a blog post about it and push it on Facebook. And then at the end of the blog post, uh, you can give away the product. Like a simple way, let's say I'm selling these sleep glasses. What I would do, I would write a blog post explaining like 10 techniques on how to improve your sleep. And then, you know, one of them is Blu-ray blocking glasses, and then I would recommend the product in there. Obviously, you have to say that you're affiliated with the product, but that's a good way to sell products online. Mayor, do you still use sales funnels? <laughs> Every day, my friends, all the time. So online marketing, a lot of it is about understanding what happens. To the, there's high level of strategy and there's mechanics. Once you show an ad to a person, put yourself in their shoes. They land on a landing page. What is a sales pitch? What do they see? What do you expect them to do? Does your website reflect what they have to do? So yeah, that's what I call a sales funnel. How would you market a music school? That's actually, music school would be another easy one too, especially if you if the person has the ability to buy the product online or a cheaper version of the product online. So if for, for, it's like under $1,000 online school, for example, perfect. Create videos, you know, with music in it. Uh, videos that are disruptive, meaning I call them thumb stoppers. So as people are browsing through Instagram or Facebook, it's a lot of times a video, especially on Instagram, is mute. So you have to use something that cues the user to actually tap on it, to unmute the video and listen to music. Those things are interesting. I've seen uh, quite a few good ads for music-related products. One of them, the karaoke app, which is an iPhone uh, store by uh, the company Smule, the head of marketing actually trained under me at Zeusk. So they, it's, it's insane. They're very effective marketing because music and in general, people like music. Things that people like are easier to market in general. Now, solutions, uh, like, you know, if you, 
uh, also work, but things that entertainment is easy to market, easier to market. Let me put it this way. Uh, marketing for artworks, exactly the same. Artworks, music, they're all very visual or you can, it's like they're entertaining. So play the entertainment side, create videos under one minute so that they're Instagram qualified. These days, all videos that I create are exactly 59 seconds. I've done it so many times that even if I'm in the video, I'm doing a selfie, I know exactly when to stop. I just literally, I shoot a video that is 55 seconds to 59 seconds. And then uh, it becomes qualified for Instagram. So I shoot for 55 to 59 second videos for Instagram. Uh, let me see. Um, can you explain how it is owning a business? Well, solutions to drop shipping. I actually had a live call today about drop shipping specifically. So drop shipping is, is becoming really competitive for those of you who do drop shipping. Those guys who are really good at marketing are really making money these days. So because I mean, obviously, when you have an opportunity like an arbitrage opportunity like drop shipping, it won't last forever. So only people that are the best are surviving in dropshipping. But at the same time, I see people that are making, you know, a million bucks a month in dropshipping. So you can win. How do I succeed with Facebook ads? How do you succeed with marketing has many levels. One of them that I always talk about, especially for Facebook ads, is what I call frameworks. Let me talk about that. So frameworks are kind of like templates. The best way to think about it, they're like templates. So you need to Advertising frameworks. So one of, so the beauty of having frameworks is it whenever you see a new marketing problem, it gives you a structure to work off of. One of the things that I see people do is just, you know, they sit at their computer and start building ads and, you know, launching them. And most of the time it doesn't work because they had no thought process before going into advertising. So I guess I'm going to spend a few minutes talking about frameworks because literally if you develop like the simplest frameworks, it's kind of like taking a gun to a knife fight because you have frameworks other people don't and you just simply win. One of them that I call that is kind of interesting. I actually did a live call about this one today. It's called scatter shots. And this is when you just start marketing a product, which from the comments, I feel like a lot of you guys are in that position where you are just starting a product. You want to learn how to market it, market it best. So that first stage, I use what I call scatter shots. And it has actually like literally two steps. It's super simple. Identify variables or dimensions. Dimensions or dimensions to test. So an example of this would be you have a product, let's say sleep glasses right here. So you have sleep glasses, Blu-ray blocking sleep glasses. Oh, this is good. So you want to know how to advertise this market. Well, you don't know who's the original buyer, what is the hook that gets them. So the first thing you do is you identify the variables so that you can narrow the targeting of your marketing. Are it are Men more likely to buy it or women? Is it what age group? Younger, middle age, older? Uh, what gets them to buy this? You know, is it most likely they have sleep problems, for example? Maybe you come up with different thesis. Then step number two. So here, uh, variable or dimensions would be age, gen. This is a simple example. Obviously, I'm oversimplifying it. And then what I call a thesis. Like, what is a thesis, right? So I have three dimensions here. Now I'm going to 
put this in three buckets. Let's say for age, I come up with three buckets, 18 to 35, 36 to 45, and 46 plus. So three buckets, gender, two genders. And then here, let's say I come up with two different hooks for the product. So hook one and two. What I do in the scattershot, which is one of the things that if you guys start doing, thinking about marketing problems this way, you're going to succeed a lot more. And really, these are the most important skills in terms of just succeeding in today's business. Number two, I think I basically create ads targeting every single one of these permutations. So right now we have three age buckets, two genders, and two hook. That would be three times two times two permutations. So that is 12 permutations. So you create 12 ad sets. I would use the exact same a creative or ad. I put them in every single one of these 12 ad sets and I would run it and I would see which one of them works best. And then you find that that's how you find low hanging fruits in targeting. So all of you guys who ask me questions about like how to market a particular product, simple. First, create a scatter shot put a single creative in it, target 12 ad sets, see like, for example, it might be that middle-aged men are more who are interested in fashion, are fashionable people, are more likely to be, to buy this particular pair of glasses. Once you have that, your marketing all of a sudden becomes a lot easier. So the goal of scatter shots is just one of the many frameworks I use and it's one of the ones that I, uh, they're layer one, like the first thing that we use, is to figure out who would be the target audience for this product. What? Sam is laughing. I looked Should, I? <laughs> Should I keep talking like this? <laughs> so actually, the thing I like about this is actually the color is amazing. So I'm going to talk like this for a minute. Maybe it increases conversion rate. <laughs> so anyways. Um, <laughs> All right, let's see. Next trend is anti-plastics. I agree. I've seen quite a few products. It's an interesting niche. That they call it a split testing. No, they don't. Whatever is your name, Vic. Split testing is different than this. Split testing is, um, well, you, I mean, technically you're split testing the targeting, but split testing is when you're looking, you have two different variations of a landing page, and most of the time, you're not isolating a single variable. Here, I'm isolating a single variable, and I'm isolating it, and I'm dividing it into, a cross, uh, into three different dimensions. Remember, I said one, two, three, and th like three, two, two. So it's like, it's a multi-dimensional test, if you will. Red glasses, nice, people liked it. I'm gonna put it on, maybe it increases views. All right. What other questions? Indonesia. All right. So um, what else do I, uh, do I want to talk about? There's one other thing I wanted to talk about, and hopefully it's a little bit more of an advanced topic. What do you think is a good lead conversion ratio for a service company in Facebook? If you're converting, this, this is a wide question. Uh, so the question is, what is a good conversion ra ratio? on Facebook, I want to say, if it is under 0.1%, you're doing something wrong. Actually, in fact, you should change something. Like, either introduce a different, either reduce the price, change your uh, hook, 
or come up with a product that is cheaper priced than your original product and use that as your core product ahead of time. So let me explain a little bit what I mean by that. So let's say you're selling a product that is $20,000. Well, that's a hard one to sell, especially online and without a salesperson on the phone or in person, right? So what you do is, uh, let's say you want to sell 10 units of that product per month, and that's your main, uh, that's going to be your business. What I do is I create another product, normally cheaper, and let's say this one is $1,000. And I start selling this product online. Normally, like, you cannot sell online above uh, products that are over $1,000, they're harder to sell online, especially through advertising. So I always go for under $1,000. I sell a shit ton of these, and then let's say I sell 100 of these. And then if they have 10% conversion, you end up with 10% of people who take the higher level upsell. Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> I sell a shit ton of shit it. Shit ton of it, yeah, of course. It's just, that's the whole goal of online marketing is to sell a lot of products. <laughs> are we starting Instagram? Okay, cool. Uh, how do you increase email open rates? That's a great question. I have actually, so a lot of time we'll t- uh, people will tell you to put, uh, to change subject line, and subject line is obviously super important, but I have a different tip, something that people don't tell you. So I did a test. I put a comma PhD at the end of my name when I was sending uh, emails, increase open rate by 30%. I tried sending it as a person, meaning my name versus a brand, my name in parentheses, the brand or just the brand, it increased uh, the, uh, the conversion quite a bit. I know a lot of companies send emails as a brand. That's a mistake. You should actually send it as a person, like have a spokesperson or a CEO or the founder uh, send an email as a person. And it can be like, you know, Alex Mayer, a mentor box via Alex Mayer or, or Alex Mayer in parentheses, the brand mentor box or whatever. So send it as a person. Tip number one, something that most people won't tell you. It is insanely effective. Tip number two, if you have ways to build credibility, like if you are a doctor or if you have a certification or something that you can add at the end of your name, just trust me, just try it. Put it at the end of it and it will increase your conversion. If you, you, know, if you don't have certifications or degrees, that's fine. But if you have anything, just put it at the end. You have an MBA, put it at the end. If you're an MD, MD put it at the end. If you're a lawyer, put a JD at the end. So it will increase the open rate of the email. All right. And, and you know, a lot of these I'm getting into nitty gritty of marketing, but I think a lot of people will benefit from these. These are things that most people don't talk about. But here's the thing, that last touch, like changing, knowing these little things is what actually make you a marketing master. And that's the whole reason you're here, right? How can I target a hot seller or future trend? How to increase subscriptions to what products? Uh, if you can be a little bit more specific, I can give you better answers. Personalize the email, make it less intimidating. Here's the thing. I know what you're talking about, but most of the time, open rate is not impacted by what you put in the email. So it is just a subject line. Even like people put like, you know, first name as a variable. They basically, when they're sending emails, they insert the first name. So the subject line would be Alex, da, 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 da. It doesn't make that much of a difference. What I just told you, people are kind of desensitized to it, uh, but what I told you actually moves the needle. All right, let's see. 
somebody liked what I just said about emails. What's the current CPM on Facebook ads? If you are looking at the CPM, you're looking at it the wrong way. Honestly, I was uh, looking at uh, for a marketing cam- uh, campaign for for um, for for a Democratic candidate for the Congress. I was looking at the proposal they got from a marketing agency, and they were quoting them CPMs, like you know, back in the days of TV advertisement. Who cares about the CPM? It's all about CPA, cost per action or cost per acquisition. So it's basically, it, it doesn't, you can be very targeted, very precise and pay a lot to capture impressions and you can convert really well. So don't get confused by CPM, uh, CPMs that are high and low. In fact, it depends on a lot of things, how targeted, how, how precise it depends on whether the person has interacted with your pages before. It depends on where you're buying the CPMs placement. A lot of factors. In general, this is how I think about it. If your marketing budget is under 100K a month, all you, are, you care about is CPA, meaning cost per acquisition. How much does it cost you to, to, for someone to purchase something? And you should always optimize to purchase or add to cart. I see no other reason why at low budgets you should do anything other than these. Above 100K, uh, you can also do EPC alternatively. That's earnings per click. It's a slightly different calculation, but the same thing. You divide earnings per click. But again, you optimize to purchase or add to cart. You can sometimes optimize to leads, but other than that, nothing. Budgets above 100K, then it is a little bit different. You can optimize for video views and then target people that actually view a video. You can do reach and frequency targeting uh, to increase brand awareness. I don't want to get too much into details, but knowing these things is what makes you a good marketer, really. So it's, well, actually, I should say one of many things that make you a good marketer. But I mean, if you don't know it, you won't be good marketers. What do you think about data privacy getting stricter and stricter? Well, I, <laughs> I, think, I think in general, um, it's, it's the marketing, precise precision marketing is here to stay and it's only going to get better. So yes, there are uh, hiccups. There are things that we are dealing with brand new trends. And whenever there are new trends like, like this, there are also you know, things that are not done right and we need to regulate. But other than that, I mean, this is the future. Welcome to the future. So, all right. So what is the question that I should answer? Did you see one? Well, there's a, a lot of them were asking about your favorite ad sequence. So okay. Specifics about ad sequences. Okay. So a lot of times what I do is I'll tell you in a second. All right, so one of the things that I do, let me talk about another framework that maybe answers. I don't see the question, but I'm going to answer the question that I think the person asks. So a lot of times I I think about it. So obviously you guys have heard the concept or have heard the concept of funnels before. So at the top of the funnel, you have cold traffic. Here, what I do is that I always have what I call a single ad that is really right here at the top, top of the funnel. This is my best converting ad. 
And I use that normally as a video so that I can create a custom audience based on people that have watched, like, let's say 50% of that video. And then the rest, and whoever has, who has watched the rest of 50% of the video is then in different, in this funnel, deeper in and in different levels of engagement. Hopefully that makes sense. So I'll have one ad that is running at the top and it's entire job, you know, you've seen cyclists, they, uh, you know, they bike in formation. There's a person in the front that breaks the wind. So the ad in the front, literally in marketing for me, it breaks the wind. It introduces brand new people that have never heard about your product or service for the first time to the concept. I think that's the, one of the tips, one of those pro tips that I think if you guys want to be master marketers, you got to learn and master. All right. So any thoughts on psychological behavior of different platforms for advertising? Uh, yes, for sure. So people are actually in different states of minds when they're consuming different media. And also depends on the placement. So if it is, you know, a pre-roll on YouTube, it is a completely different psychology than, let's say, a Facebook news feed. And then stories in, on Instagram, for example, uh, have kind of like similar psychology at Facebook as, as YouTube. So here's a simple tip. Pretty much in all of these, you want to create an ad that, that disrupts a particular behavior. So if you're there, I call them thumb stopper for a reason, because you want to create, a, create an ad that right when you're scrolling through it, uh, it stops people. So there are, that's like the, the thing that is common across all of these, basically. Seems to be so advanced that I'm confused. Yeah, I know. So the topics is one of the reasons actually we started this group is because we, we can create a lot of courses on marketing and we have uh, different levels, advanced, beginner, you know, all, uh, all the way in the middle. So the problem is that when we create these courses, you still, it's hard to absorb them. That's why we are creating, you know, this, our alliance, because it allows you to actually be in a group and learn through what, what Ty calls osmosis, which is actually literally what it is, learning through osmosis. So we put people in small groups and we have, so imagine instead of me just talking to all of you guys and you guys just commenting in there, there was a small group with people that are more advanced or masters and then people that are in the, uh, in the middle and people who are beginners. And it was a small group of 12 people and every I don't know how many people will show up, but we guess about seven people will show up to each session. So it's a small session. It's Zoom group. People, we can, you know, they can talk. Uh, it's basically Zoom is like video conferencing. And, you know, and you can learn from others. If you don't know something, you just go later and learn it. If you see other people are talking about it, you go and learn about it. Then in the next session, you can talk about it and ask questions if needed. They're buying decisions on logic or emotions. Of course, so somebody asked, are people making buying decisions on logic or emotions? 100% on emotions. It's like, I have tried, I can tell you, I like especially when the on online, in online marketing is easier because you can test. When you do something like TV advertising at the TV advertising, you are committing millions of dollars ahead of time. So you're kind of making a bet. And in those situations, I've been in a lot of situations where I had to make a bet. And every time I made a bet and it was a logical sale versus a, an emotional sale, it just worked a lot better to play to emotions. You have to understand. You have to understand why a person would buy something. And you have to make your ad literally say the right thing to the right person for them to make a purchase decision. Purchase decisions are hard. 
So people are, do not easily purchase stuff. So you need to say the right thing to the right person at the right time and through the right medium even. So let me see. What's your take on different age targeting between platforms? So obviously there's age differences between platforms, but the way I think about it is like a scattershot method that I talked about ahead of time. That is designed so that you know who you're targeting. And then on each platform, even though like they're biased in one way or another, there are still young people using, I don't know, Facebook, and there are older people using Snapchat. It's just like the curve is a little bit skewed to the left or right. So what you do is you first understand who you're targeting. Then you can reach your target audience on every single platform if you want to. It's just on some platforms, you're more successful than others. But the key first thing is what you're selling, to whom you're selling, and how you're selling it, like what you're saying, basically. What about influencers with marketing? Does that help? Yes, hell yes. So there's this thing that we call uh, page authority or trust goes up if the person on the page or in the ad actually is somebody that you know. So it's just page authority is completely different if there's an influencer on the page. I've seen like triple to 10 times conversion increase with a familiar face and not without a familiar face. Does it help? I, am an, uh, I have an online boutique and store. Uh, are the calls going to be run by some of your account managers? Yes, maybe I forget to mention this. Yes, so uh, is it from social media? Yes, so basically what we are doing, we have an, this is what I guess uh, the story of this product. So these calls are going to be run by our marketing experts that we have in our agency. And uh, the reason we developed this product is we wanted not everybody can afford our marketing agency. So it's too expensive. It's for people that have an established business. And it's, just, it's not too expensive. It's just for most people, they cannot afford it. So they have to have an uh, established business to be able to hire us. But Everybody can learn marketing, and we want to be the person that be the people that help other people learn marketing because that's our passion. So uh, we're going to have our people uh, run these groups. We're going to actually control the composition of the group so that people learn from each other and contribute to each other too. They can share secrets. They can share uh, know-how with each other, and then it's moderated, and we we add value, and we also have a monthly call webinar that is everybody gets to attend, and that is like latest trends and techniques. We do case studies. So I mentioned the groups because that's a core product, but there's also, as bonus, we also add case studies where we go through specific alliance members' marketing problems, and we basically solve it, and everybody can benefit and chime in and benefit from it. It's like basically what a business school should really be, but it's not. Okay, so let me see. How do you determine if you have maxed out the market share of a product? (laughs) That's an advanced question. I really like it. So I actually have a way of knowing and measuring how the maximum potential of a particular product will be. And what I do is that I... 
target a product in a specific geographical location. I pick Louisville, Kentucky. Have you been to Louisville, Kentucky, Zach? No, but I want to. I've heard it's great. Yeah, so I targeted the, like a small geographical location and I kind of bombard that ge- uh, uh, geographical location with a particular product to see at what point it uh, saturates. And then I extrapolate to the rest of the U.S. and the rest of the world. So, is, I mean, that's more of an advanced way of looking at it. A simpler way, if you're already running ads, is to look at what is called, so everybody knows ROI or return on investment, okay? So if you put 10 bucks in, you get 100 bucks, uh, that's your ROI. But if you, what, what most people don't understand is the marginal increase, the marginal increase uh, on return on investment per extra extra dollar that you're getting, how much return you're getting. It's like marginal return, basically. And you will get diminishing return as you scale your marketing. You will get it. Uh, to give you an, it's actually sort of like what I experienced in 2014. At Zeus, I spent I, over $100 million. I don't know exactly. I can't remember the number. Maybe it might, it might have been close to $150 million, in fact, in online marketing. And I felt diminishing return. Basically, we were buying ads everywhere. And we got to a point where we were not getting the return on investment. Our top line was not going in proportion to the amount of marketing that we were spending. So the key here is you've put... A dollar in is very simple. If you get a dollar in, when you start, maybe you put a dollar in and you get like five bucks back. As you scale it, for each extra dollar you put on top, you may get $2 back. That's where I stop. So it's my rule is basically to never get to a situation where I'm getting a dollar in and I'm getting a dollar out. That's like, you know, why? (laughs) So... I basically stop at about here. My rule is out of every dollar of top line, I put 50 cents back into marketing and that's maximum. Hey, uh, one thing I want to talk about, a quick little note. I work with Cast Media on all my podcasts. So they do production management, promotions. So if you have a podcast or think about getting into the space, you should definitely talk to Colin at Cast Media. He was just over at the house not too long ago. So you can get in touch at castmedia.com. That's spelled K-A-S-T media.com. So K, not a C. Tell him Ty sent you. All right, back to the show. All right, so this is how, how it works. So basically you run a single, I call it, tip of the spear. This is the spear model. I barely talk about it. So tip of the spear to me is always a video ad. This is normally 55 to 59 seconds long. It's also normally my highest converting video ad, basically. Then what I do is I run this at about 30% of my total budget is a tip. So 30%, let's say 33, 33% or one third of total budget is literally at the tip. And it's just what introduces, constantly introduces new people to your products and you're running it regardless of ROI. 
you have to be you have to have if you want to increase your market share you want to increase your your sale you need to have this tip going now what you do is this is one of the frameworks is you basically then you create a custom audience of people that have watched let's say 25% of this video it's pretty simple and that audience is obviously growing because you're pushing the tip forward every day. So every day more people see your ad, so the custom audience is growing. Then what I do is I layer stuff here. So I have a bunch of ads. This is now multiple creatives. So at this point, I have multiple creatives. One of the things that I learned years ago, I want to say for the first five years that I was doing uh, marketing, I I was always looking for that best creative, like as if like there is this golden thing that I need to ever, you do A, B test and you, A does better than B, you throw away B, B is trash. So I just focus on A. Mistake, different, that's a mistake. Different ads resonate with different people. Now some ads are horrible, they resonate with nobody, but so, and some ads are better, they resonate for, uh, with more people. But the truth is, if you put three or four or five ads and run all of them at the same time, you're going to capture more sales because different people resonate with different types of ads. So I do not, I disagree with the idea that there's one winning ad and you need to test and you just need to keep the, find the best one and kill everything else. I don't. I always keep like even the top 50%. It's just I spend less money on them. So... The best one always it becomes a tip, the one that actually gets one-third of total budget minimum, and every day you spend money on it regardless. And then the rest of them, you just layer at the bottom. You say they're retargeting, you mix them. I have this other framework where I put them all into one ad set and have Facebook engine decide which one they want to pick that day. Because sometimes image ads are better than video ads, sometimes video ads are better than image ads. I, mean, I don't want to get too technical, but... Basically, what happens is that there's a mixed bag of ads sitting behind the tip. So there's one winning superstar at at the beginning. It has guaranteed budget. And one third of the total budget every day goes to that. And then there's like a mixed bag of ads. And you just, you know, let, let people resonate with different ads in your portfolio. So hopefully that made sense. So we talked about my spear model, Zach. We talked about um, the, the frameworks. We talked about diminishing return and my rule of thumb. I want to talk about one more thing before we wrap this up. In the meantime, the link is, let me put the link here one more time. I don't want to find it one more time. (laughs) It's okay. There are so many of them. That's actually one of the reasons that we started this again is um, it's just, you know, It's not like it's five things and you learn them and you're good. No, there are a lot of things. And different things are applicable at different times. And also they change over time. So the only way to stay on top of everything and just learn continuously is to, um, you know, be in a group and constantly learn from people. Super simple. Okay. Maybe a few more people that joined if there's... Yeah. Yeah. TyLopez.com slash alliance is the link to repeat. We're going to basically, it's a subscription. You're going to join an alliance. You can cancel anytime. When you join the alliance, uh, this is Master Marketer Alliance is what we're going to call them. You're going to get a card. Uh, You're going to, it has a bunch of benefits, but the main product is basically you, you are eligible to participate in our small 
group sessions where we do via Zoom call. Uh, you get to work with other people, including our marketing uh, experts in the small groups working on your specific marketing problems and talk about share ideas, uh, have people brainstorm on the ideas and all that. So, uh, And on top of that, there's a monthly webinar that we talk about the latest. Those are all bonuses. Now, one last tip I want to leave you with, and I know this is um, not everybody in the marketing world actually agrees with me, but this is what I've observed. About people like, you know, people talk about, you know, is creative the, more, the most important thing or the landing page or targeting? I think actually none of these matter. People talk about, oh, like, my, I'm going optimize, to optimize my landing page. I'm going to optimize my, I'm going to test all of these and make sure they're actually optimal, each one individually. And I mean, not that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as much as a lot of times you think it does. What matters is literally the underlying desire, the reason, the hook, the reason that people are buying something, the reason that they're intrigued in your message in the first place. And here's a simple tip. If you have a hook that works, if you have that hook, repeat it over and over again. It's like, put it in your Facebook headline. Repeat the same thing. I, I, I was on a conference call the other day and somebody was saying, change it a little bit from here. I'm like, no, if you have a hook that works, literally word for word, copy it, put it in Facebook headline, put it as what I call anchor or top of the page, top of landing page. When you send an email, like the first email you send, Put it, if they have, you know, if there's a shopping cart email, for example, abundant email, you just literally copy paste, literally copy paste. Half of marketing almost is finding the hook that works. The other half is just repeating it and delivering it in different places. And when you do that, stay true to the hook of of the product as much as you can. So... Uh, somebody says, Zach, come on, don't be shy. <laughs> uh, Alex, do you look at ROI with cash on cash profit or percentage of the money markup? Doesn't matter. Like this is one of those little technical things. If you have $500 product, but you sell it with a plan, six ninety-seven pay, do you recommend to break even for the first payment? Thank you for your value. Yes, that's fine. As long as you break even on the first payment, you're okay. So if you have six uh, $97 pays, yeah, that, that's a good target to have. A lot of times I tell people, I see people that freak out even though they're breaking even on the same day. I'm like, listen, trust me, there's a lot more value at the tail of this. I, I Minimum three. So unless you're really bad like at marketing and lifetime value optimization, you can at least triple lifetime value. So if you have, you put a dollar in, a dollar comes back at you same day, then you have $2 waiting for you later. So, you know, it's a very profitable investment. Bring back glasses. <laughs> Here we go. Do you run the same ads on Facebook as um, Instagram? Yes, I do. It's, the, it's not necessarily what people should do, uh, but... I do. Ty doesn't do that, right? His videos are long, so they're not Instagram qualified. But I always run. So here's the reason for it. It actually aggregates. uh, 
I really like Instagram uh, in general. It's a growing platform, and I like optimizing my ads towards for Instagram platform these days, believe it or not, more than Facebook even. What else, Zach? What, what is the best hook for a debt collection company? <laughs> yeah, how would you get a hook? Dead or alive, I'll collect my money. No, that's not a good one. Basically, depends on who you're selling it to. So your target would be, if you have a debt collection company you're advertising for, your target are uh, lenders, not borrowers. So lenders want to hire you to collect their debt, obviously. So for lenders, I think peace of mind is would be a good hook. I don't know what's the exact hook, but it should be around the concept of peace of mind. What else, Zach? I think... That was just a lot of comments. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. What is the metric used to measure a successful Instagram ad? A CPA. Guys, I, it's funny how people are thinking, are overthinking marketing a lot of times. Like I said, if unless your total marketing budget is uh, over 100K a month minimum, if so if it's under, your only concern should be your return on investment, return on ad spend, uh, if you're familiar with the Facebook language on that, or basically CPA. How much I always say, optimize to purchase, if that doesn't work because you're not getting that many purchases. So the downside of optimizing to purchase is because sometimes websites or mark, uh, access aren't selling, aren't generating enough purchases for the marketing engines for Facebook or Google auction system to actually optimize, for their algo to optimize. So uh, what you do in that scenario is you change the target to objective to add to cart. So that gives the algo more data points. I'm calling you Dr. Hook. <laughs> Dr. Hook. I need to I need to lose it, cut my arm and have a hook. That would be like totally Dr. Hook. <laughs> All right. Is website necessary for selling a product? Do I really need to answer this, Zach? <laughs> what year what year do we live in? What about, yes, I think they should sell their products through newspaper. <laughs> on bench. On bus, bench. Bus stop. Bench. Bus stop, yeah. <laughs> and I have nothing against, you know, uh, at, they call it at-home advertising. I have nothing against billboards or all that, but, you know, it's, even then you need a website. What are you going to tell people on your bus stop bench, Zach? <laughs> uh, get today's newspaper or newspaper. Call this number. That's, I yeah. guess, the next one. So call this number to order your product. Then you say, well, uh, you, they buy online. Where do they check the sales? I mean, come on. I don't need really. I shouldn't be wasting money, on, uh, wasting time on that question. <laughs> Give seconds. I'm going to invest in Instagram ads. Yes, please uh, play with Instagram. Join our alliance. You will see that a lot of successful good marketers these days are using Instagram as an advertising platform. It's becoming really, really powerful. So pay attention to it. Snapchat advertising, I want to try this weekend. Snapchat advertising is not bad. I've tried it. Um, it's, uh, I prefer Instagram and Facebook to Snapchat. You're advertising on, I have a baseball game, mm-hmm. a video game on my phone. Mm-hmm. And all I do is just sit there and swing at the ball. And in yeah. between... Uh, this, you see my ads? Yeah. So that's, it, that's either audience network or um, 
we use one of these retargeting uh, uh, networks called Adrol. I'm everywhere. You are in my, you know, in that my tip of the sphere, you're in the middle of it, Zach. Oh, I am? Yeah, I mean, if you see my ads all the time, yes. Um, so if you are not getting purchases, so somebody asked if they're not getting purchases, what do they do? Switch your objective to add to cart. So this is like a simple technique. Never do optimize for clicks. Basically, when you optimize for clicks on Google or Facebook, they give you people that are very likely to click on ads, but they, they do, you don't get a lot of people that click and buy because they're already you know, they've already, uh, the, the impression is captured by someone else that is targeting towards purchase. So when you optimize towards link click, you're actually getting inferior traffic. I know it feels good to get a, a lot of trick, a lot of clicks, but a lot of times it doesn't convert. In fact, I tell you this, video views and impressions and reach frequency, I can make that work. Purchase and lead, I can make it work, but, you know, um, clicks, Almost never work. And I've done a lot of advertising and I see a lot of others who are, wow, when you put this on for a little bit and then you take it off, the world is a different color. All right, between, difference between Alliance and Alex Engine. Uh, massive difference, they're not even related. Alex Engine is a marketing education product. Uh, Alex Engine is a, basically my creation, my way of packaging the, the information so that you guys can learn. And go to alexengine.com and check it out. It's a great product. I'm very proud of it. It's like basically my legacy, what I'm going to leave to this world. But the marketing alliance, but that's learning. This is about being part of a network where you can learn through osmosis. This is for people that have some basic understanding of marketing or they want to go to the next level. So you come out, I would say, buy both. They're two completely different products. How to get a question answered on your live call by putting it in comments. <laughs> All right, what else? Zach, have you seen that, um, that ad of mine that where my dog is in the background? Uh, have you seen my dog? In? So uh, here's a funny thing. Um, so I was, I was shooting one of my ads and my dog walked in the background, like started sniffing stuff and just like, in the background, that ad is killing it. So it's, 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 it's yeah, and it's like, and it's kind of people are like, hey, there, there, there's a dog. <laughs> so it's funny how much background of an ad actually. So I'm trying, if you see my ads, now I try different backgrounds. I try to put myself in different, completely different situations. I'm stealing that idea. Yeah, all the time. Just think about your background. It's not only what you say, it's also visually is because a lot of times people don't even listen to you because they, they have to tap on the video. So you have to make them, yeah. Uh, is this program ap appropriate for complete beginners? 100% yes. We will match you accordingly. So some groups are going to be more educational. Some groups are going to be more advanced. Somebody follows me on Instagram. Thank you. Uh, interest market for swimming suits. For swimming suits, I would target brands. So if you have a swimming suit brand or products, uh, target other brands. I don't know what swimming suit, suit brands are. Do you know any? Zach, do you know any swimming oh, suit brands? Yeah. Just Lopez. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So you, we need to target. I think interest targeting works really well on that. Would you rather 
read business books or magazines like Entrepreneur on Forbes. I mean, this is most things I call them false choices in life. It's like, I think it's a false choice. I mean, you should be reading everything. I don't pick. I try to diversify uh, the ways I get information, including by hanging out with the right people, reading the right stuff, watching the right videos, taking classes. I take classes myself all the time. Trust me, everybody puts a class out there, I buy. So <laughs> it's just, it's always worth the money. You don't expect miracles from a single source. So you, you expect it from like a diverse stuff. And then some things work, some things don't. Some are asking for your Instagram. Uh, at Dr. Alex, doctor spelled out. What type of audience you target while doing marketing for MentorBox? I literally target the entire planet. Could you not? Above 18, my target audience is about 1.5 billion people. So, but I slice it. Like I talk about it, there's a marketing framework. Some of you guys that know me, they've heard me talk about it. It's called Pizza Method. I literally slice it and everybody gets some budget allocation. Now it may not be that much, but they will get. So 18 plus anybody on the planet Earth, they fit somewhere in my targeting ad sets. So, but there are obviously, I spend more time, more, uh, more budget on people that inter- are interested in books, for example. So that would be a interest group group that gets more budget per size of the audience than anywhere else. Okay. Top rated courses you enroll in. There are a ton of them. I don't even know where to start. One of my favorite book is actually Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey. We covered in Mentor Box, by the way. Unfortunately, Stephen Covey is not alive. So I did the video for that book myself. The other book that I really like is Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. He's the father of the, one of the most cited psychologists of our time. If you want to learn sales and persuasion, read that book. He did the video for his book himself. He's alive, so. Uh, somebody gets a ton of my ads. <laughs> somebody asks if you run an ad, it's profitable, then you duplicate it or you increase the budget. So. A little bit, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, can, I can answer that a specific question, but let me uh, say something a little bit more philosophical. Marketing or running marketing is a little bit like driving an old car in the country road. So you're driving and the car breaks down, right? And you get out of the car and you're, you're, you, know, you don't know what to do and there's nobody around. So you have to find a way to make the car work. So you kick the tires, I don't know, put some water in it, I don't know, whatever you need to do. And you get the car to start again. And then you start driving and it's all happy and good. And then it breaks down again and you get out. And this time you have to do something different. The same thing that you did last time doesn't work. You have to, but you have to find a way. You just kick it in different ways to make it work. Marketing is like that. So you're driving, your ads are profitable, and then all of a sudden they stop working. Or you try to increase the scale, it it stops working. You try duplicating. Sometimes duplicating works better than increasing budget. Sometimes increasing budget works better than duplicating. So you have to try them all. In fact, I tell you, a lot of times the algo underlying algo changes. Therefore, the strategy of, you know, two months ago doesn't work today. And that's what you did two months ago to fix that situation doesn't work today. So Right now, as of this moment, what I do most of the time is duplicating. But 
there was a time where increasing budgets was more effective. And I'm sure there will be another time where something else will be more effective. So the answer is just no. Those things are very tech, uh, tactical and a lot of times are time dependent. So try them all. See which one works, basically, is the answer. And, you know, one of the advantages of, you know, I'm obviously marketing my own product, but one of the advantages of joining our alliance is that you can, instead of trying, then you can get ideas from other people that are of things that are working today. Social media promotional software out there. One of the things, one of the products that I really like is actually, I'm not affiliated, Ad Espresso is a really good product. Yes, impactful book, Persuasion. Yes, Persuasion. Maybe I said Persuasion. It's called Persuasion. It's a great book by Robert Cialdini. It's, it's called one of the most important books in the science of persuasion in the past decade. Because our budget is over 100K on Instagram ads, should we solely focus on CPA as a metric? No. If you're over 100K, then it's different. So uh, then you have a mix of CPA, ROI-driven ads, and then you can afford maybe 20%, 30% of your budget goes into brand awareness. Then you can do reach and frequency. So I would do reach. If you have 100K plus, do reach and frequency. All right. So anyways, for those of you who are not in the alliance, um, I think it is, and if you want to be a master market, again, I, I tell you guys this, I'm an engineer, so I get to, see this, to say this. It used to be that engineering was the most important topic or skill to have, and not that long ago, 10 years ago, even five, six years ago. You know, but marketing is by far more important now. It's almost singularly the most important skill, I believe, that you have to develop in the modern world to succeed in business. So, and the best way to learn marketing is to learn from the masters. Anyways, with that, I'm going to wrap up this call. Uh, this has been quite a bit. Somebody wants to sell as a dentist to grow your dental business out of the ads. All right, guys, I think I'm going to wrap it up. This was fun. <laughs> the video crew look tired behind the camera. <laughs> it's midnight. All right, cool. Uh, go to tylopez.com alliance or master marketer alliance.com so master marketer www.mastermarketeralliance.com uh, we have an offer we're going to close it because we're going to kind of expand this. this is a lot of uh, manual work involved uh, my team has to go and pick put people in groups and conduct the live calls join before we close it and with that i'm going to wrap it up thank you guys for watching